Welcome to Toy Talk, a production of the American Specialty Toy Retailing Association. I'm Erin Hoffman. And I'm Cora McCarran, and we're the education team delivering content to you. Thanks for joining us today as we discuss the latest trends and updates in our industry. Hello, everyone. For those residing in the U.S., you know that Seattle, or more specifically Kirkland, Washington, has been under the spotlight of the press throughout the coronavirus outbreak. Today, we are joined by Rob Pickering of Snapdoodle Toys and Games in Kenmore, Washington, to hear more about what retail looks like on the ground in and around Seattle right now, as well as the plans Rob has set in place to protect his business, employees, and customers. Rob, thank you so much for joining us today. Happy to help. This has been a lot of fun to come on. Great. Can you start with telling us a little bit about your store and your community? Um, where are you located in respect to the cities I mentioned, and who makes up your typical shopper? Yeah, so we have four stores and a warehouse in the Seattle area. We have a big, big 9,000-square-foot store in Seattle, in true Seattle, but the other three stores uh, range from 2,600 square feet to 5,300 square feet. They're in the suburbs of Seattle, and there's one in Kenmore, there's one in Issaquah, one in Redmond, and the little city that sits in between all three of those is Kirkland, Washington, where the Life Care Center is and where I grew up and my parents live in their 80s, hiding in their house right now, just a little nervous. So uh, our customers are typically probably like, like most Astra store customers. They're typically fairly educated, often affluent, a little more affluent. Uh, they're really into supporting local and independent toy stores. Uh, felt like most of our customers are not exactly people that uh, shopped in Toys R Us as much anyways in the past. Um, and that's that's who we are. Great. Well, you kind of touched on it, but let's talk a little bit more about um, the coronavirus or COVID-19. Um, we know that the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, uh, the CDC, and the World Health Organization, the WHO, have been pushing information on how to protect yourself and others from the virus, such as frequently washing your hands and abstaining from touching your face and practicing social distancing. Um, so what has the governor of Washington, Jay Inslee, recommended and or mandated for residents of Washington during this time that our listeners might not know? Well, that's a really good question. It seems like uh, Jay Inslee's been pretty proactive with this. Um, They've already done things like uh, close restaurants, bars, nightclubs, groups of 50 or more, uh, most sporting events, well, all sporting events, it seems like, including even my adult soccer teams. So they have really been proactive. In fact, um, the school district that I'm, uh, I live in uh, was the first one in the country to close about two weeks ago. And it, uh, people kind of thought they were crazy, and they got a lot of grief for it. But it turned out to be really, uh, really thoughtful and, and really kind of planning ahead. And at this point now, the state, uh, Jay Inslee, the governor, has closed all schools, including uh, public, private, preschool, university. Um, that's, that's where we are. Yeah, kind of intense. That's crazy. Well, yeah, I'm glad that he's at least taking precautions because it would be uh, way worse if it was on the other end. Um, yeah, exactly. But on that note, what are you doing um, in your stores to keep your customers and employees healthy? Is your store currently open for customers to come in and shop? Yeah, we still have all four stores open. 
we did take away all of our demos right away two weeks ago, a little over two weeks ago. We canceled all events because we do quite a few events. We're very event-driven. So uh, art classes and music classes and other things have all been canceled, Pokemon evenings. Um, we have hand sanitizer everywhere, and that includes we had to make our own, so we ended up going and buying four gallons of 99-proof isopropyl alcohol, and um, I guess it's not 99-proof, 99% of isopropyl alcohol. We've got tea tree drops, tea tree oil drops. We've got uh, aloe vera. We put it all together. And so we've got that all over the stores. And then also we've been wiping everything down with uh, Clorox um, and different kinds of bleach. So door handles, uh, shopping carts, shop, even little shopping baskets, credit card terminals, and anywhere we feel like people are kind of hanging out or maybe touching things a little bit more often. Um, yeah. We have, we have had some employees who have chosen to wear gloves or masks, but we've not required it. I don't think it's been shown to prove that they um, are particularly effective, but a couple of the employees have family members they're very nervous about and have chosen either not to work or to work with a mask because they don't want to bring it back to a family member. And some people that have touched money, they want to wear gloves, but uh, um, the problem with that is they've had to, <clears throat> excuse me, they've had to take them off um, almost every time they've had to touch their face or go do something else. So we've been kind of going through tons of gloves, but... Um, I, I, get, I let the uh, employees, you know, decide what they want to do with that. One other thing is we just make sure that uh, we never have more than one employee in a cash wrap. So we're doing that social distancing. And it's been interesting because people, when they've been coming in the stores, are kind of staying away from each other. So we've not really had big groups. We've not had too many kids playing together. Um, so I think people are kind of self, you know, self, what's the word, uh, distancing themselves, socially distancing. Mm -hmm. And uh, and then we are trying to do the same thing as role models. That's great. So your customers, I guess, in a way, that's that's one way that they're they're reacting um, to your efforts. They're trying to help. They're also trying to distance themselves from people in the store. Um, is there any other way that your customers have reacted to your efforts? Yeah, the amazing thing is, so for the first two weeks of this, and for us, this is now well into the third week. So for the gosh, maybe even the fourth week now. But uh, the first two weeks, people were pretty nervous and simply weren't coming out. And so sales were down some days 10%, some days 50%. For example, Fridays, when the school districts were closed here, um, all birthday parties were canceled. Families canceled them themselves just to be safe. And so all of a sudden, we had no birthday party sales. And that was uh, mm -hmm. that was really painful. But um, the, the customers that come in are so incredibly positive and relieved that we're open. They're so thankful. And I think uh, everybody should know that, like, our, our average daily sales, our average basket size has almost doubled because people are picking up games and arts and crafts and puzzles for their families to do at home. Hmm, interesting point, um, which we will touch in another question later yep. on as well. So I'm glad you brought that up. Um, but overall, what would you say is the um, general feeling? Is it optimism, frustration, motivation um, from your staff? And how are you keeping them busy and providing them hours? Yeah, again, a good question because it's a, it's a really tough one. We have had – we've not reduced – our store hours, we've kept them open because we felt if you reduced your store hours or shortened your store hours, more people would come in in those shorter hours and be busier. 
in a, and more people getting close to each other. So we've kept our normal hours, but we have reduced from three or four employees to two employees. Uh, we feel like we always have to have at least two employees in the stores just for safety reasons. And so we will have the two of them. We have one in the cash wrap all the time to be greeting people and taking care of things, one walking around the store to help and be cleaning often. And um, the staff has actually been really positive. They, they've they been worried about losing hours. Uh, we have promised in our state in Washington we have uh, um, sick leave, so most of them have been here for a long time and will get plenty of sick leave, and we'll help, uh, help with that as well. But uh, um, there's a few people that are very nervous that have not come in, and they just are. They, they've got uh, someone living with them that is possibly in a more fragile health, uh, maybe a, a parent or a child. And so they mm-hmm. just have chosen not to come in and work. But the people that are in here are actually in a pretty darn good mood, but we have had three, four weeks to get used to this now. Yeah, that's true. You guys were kind of the first ones to get hit. So, and yeah, the, I mean, I, I guess that's a good mix between um, moods and feelings and uh, towards all of it. And it's good to hear that you know they're in good spirits if they're in the store and um, just helping out everybody that is coming in. I wouldn't have thought about um, how maybe shrinking your hours would actually increase everybody and make them all come in at once. Um, that's a good point. Um, but on that note, um, what have your sales and like uh, at one point you were down by 10% and then almost up by 70%. Um, can you elaborate on that a little bit? Yeah, that first week or two, we definitely went from 10% down to even 50% down every day. Like I said previously, some of those Fridays and Saturdays, uh, people seem to be more nervous about going out. And so we just, our sales, and then on uh, two Mondays ago, we had, I think the first 12 customers were returns. And they were basically all people saying that the birthday parties had been canceled. So, you know, just we thought, oh, the sky is falling, you know, we're doomed, nothing's going to work here. But, you know, sales then for the next two weeks averaged 5 10% down. And six days ago, well, last Wednesday, so almost seven days ago, our sales all of a sudden started to jump way up. Our basket size jumped way up. And I think people, after having a couple of weeks of schools being out of uh, out of session, and even when they did some online learning at home, they would finish fairly quickly, and people just felt like they had to get out. And that's just, maybe that's a Seattle thing, but it just, uh, it's been a cold, dark, gray winter, and we started having better weather about mm-hmm. four or five days ago. And people are coming out, and they are just buying games and puzzles and arts and crafts like crazy. I mean, some things like impulse things are down in sales. Um, plush is almost not selling at all. It feels like people, maybe things that people touch more. They don't want to buy things that other people touch. Mm-hmm. But, um, gosh, yeah, puzzles, they're just off the charts. Games, arts and crafts are, are booming. So, yeah, we were huh. up, uh, we've been up, gosh, at least 30%, if not up to 68% every day since last Wednesday. That's amazing and yeah. um, great news. Yeah, change, I also agree. Right? Yeah, definitely. I personally, as a consumer, I was in that mood and got a puzzle. I'm not even kidding. I've also been working yeah. on puzzles. So I fall into that, <laughs> into that description that you just shared. Um, yeah, we've, but we've I guess with uh, that, um, oh, sorry about that. Yeah, we've actually, I was just going to say, we've actually sold, I think we looked at this morning over 20% more puzzles this month than any other puzzle in the last year except December. So puzzle sales, wow. 1,000 these puzzles, get them in. 
talk because, wow, people are desperate. Good to know. I'm one of them. I'm not kidding. I was like, I yep. need a table specifically for puzzles. I'm, I'm enjoying yep. them so much. That's so funny. Um, well, I guess on that note, with what you just kind of said, um, you'll have to keep your orders in. So we understand that you are continuing to order products for your store, but could you give us some insights on why you're doing that when sales are kind of unknown? Yeah, so we've been generally, I don't think we've uh, reduced or canceled a single order because we are still thinking that with the uh, China production issues and the COVID-19 virus in China that, you know, we're not sure when things are going to show up. We want to stay in the queue, in a sense, for product to come in. Um, and, yes, we've also been ordering a bit, but I would I will admit that, for example, we are ordering more games and puzzles and a lot more educational because parents are really hungry for educational materials right now. Uh, the state, as of uh, as of yesterday, said that um, the districts that were wealthier, that did the online learning and were able to afford to give a laptop to every student, that they have to stop um, teaching so that it's more equitable for everybody in the state. So all of a sudden, as of yesterday, no one's allowed to even do online learning with their districts or teachers. Teachers are no longer allowed to talk to their students online. So parents are hungry for educational materials. So our teacher-created mm. resources, our Kumon books, have just disappeared, and we um, we just have ordered a whole bunch of uh, Workman uh, BrainQuest books. And, and um, yeah, I just you know go heavy into educational because... There's a chance this lasts for another month or two, and we'll see if school even gets back in session. I think here they're saying April 24th it'll start back up, but none of us really know that. I don't. I don't think. Yeah. So yeah, I. I don't think we want to quit and say no more orders. Um, just like we'll talk about a little bit. I'm not sure we want to close or quit unless the government tells mm-hmm. us to. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah. yeah. Keep, keep planning exactly. and preparing because there is a future. Yeah, definitely. And I I think that's true. We don't really know what's going to happen. And of course, every state is different. So you guys are kind of dealing with it, I would say, a little bit before other states um, because you guys already, you know, have been going through it for the past few weeks where they're realizing emergency. Um, so it could be heading in that direction and uh, parents are going to be scrambling for educational um, toys for their kids, definitely. So yeah. that's a very, yeah. um, very helpful point. Um, but on top of that, I know that you mentioned a little bit earlier um, about, you know, some stores possibly um, that are able to uh, sell online, um, or maybe you didn't mention it or, and it was going on in my head, but either way, um, I'm wondering... <laughs> I'm wondering if uh, there's anything that you're doing to be creative and continue sales right now. Are you using curbside pickup and online sales? And if so, can you elaborate on what that includes? Okay, yeah. Yeah, you and I talked about that a little bit earlier just just when we were chatting. And um, we, so we're weird. We we cut all online sales three, four years ago just because we just were in the home of Amazon. We just couldn't compete. It felt like it was a race to the bottom. You know, they weren't, uh, map pricing wasn't really being held up that much at that time. Um, but we're in Specialty Toy Network and we have, we have, uh, one o'clock meeting today, uh, West Coast time, and we'll be finalizing a small addition to our website that has about 300 items of kind of bestseller items. And every one of them says the same thing, including gift cards. It's, you have to pick it up at the store. 
So we've had, we've been offering curbside pickup. We've almost not at all been taken advantage of it. People just seem to, if they look and see there's very few cars in the lot and they just come in and pick it up. So we have not done well with that yet. I'm hearing other people around the country have been doing the curbside and have been doing fantastic. So uh, we start uh, tomorrow with the official, or maybe this evening, with the official online sales for the first time in years. Hmm. Okay, great. Well, um, that's good to know, and it's also good for them to have the option. Um, so uh, thanks for sharing. Um, but, you know, in these unprecedented times, it can be hard to be optimistic. So as you've had a, a bit more time and impact around Seattle, do you have any words of wisdom to share as we continue to navigate through COVID-19? Yeah, that's a, that's a big one, right? Um, I've been reading and hearing, probably like most of you, that... Um, sorry, my phone's ringing. And uh, I've been hearing from, like like most of you, that uh, the U.S. is about 12 days behind Italy in uh, in the timing of when things have had to be closed mm-hmm. and what's an essential business, you know, pharmacies and grocery stores. And um, I just, in my mind, and I'm not really religious, but I just, I love my grandma's expression, which is, this too shall pass. I, I think that we've got a little bit of right. stuff that's the new norm, some of that social distancing and the groups right now. Um, I think we're much better equipped, equipped as a country with health care, um, so I don't think we'll be as uh, tough a situation as Italy. But, um, you know, I, I, I had one thing I kind of wanted to say, and I, I'm not sure the politically correct way to say this, but I do worry a little bit about stores closing prematurely. Um, because I just think that rent needs to be paid and employees need to be able to still make money and pay their rent or their car payments or their college tuition fees. So, and the other thing I was thinking is, you know, children, children need toys and games and, and puzzles and educational materials. And I think, you know, kids, kids need joy. They need hope. And there's times that I think that I know that we're not true number, like tier one essential, like a pharmacy or a grocery store, but I almost think there's like mm-hmm. this tier two, which is um, kind of next level essential, which is like maintaining the lives and well-beings of our children and our families. And we've really seen that over the last three weeks with the school districts closing and parents panicking and you know, the 50,000 Microsoft employees that were sent home two, three weeks ago and Nordstrom, I think I read this morning, is closed, um, that people are looking for hope and, they, and right. they're looking for joy and in this time of kind of almost like a worry or despair. And uh, I think that we provide that. I think toy stores and Astra and Independence, we show we're still there and we and i think for me we may you know even if we are i will be waiting for the government to say we have to close because then i think mm-hmm. i can possibly get some help from uh landlords with rent abatement to say hey gosh we weren't we were told we had to close but i also right. think even if we're told to close i could have an employer to still make some money with this online and be able to carry things out to cars or hand things out outdoors or something. So I think we've got to, yeah. we've got to look for, I don't know, about the positive, but the optimism that, you know, I mean, what I think Mike Pence uh, said this morning, it could be July or August, but it could also be four or five weeks when it starts getting warmer. People just don't know. And we have to be there for them. 
Yeah, I think so, that you're right. Yeah. And, you know, we have an opportunity to um, just be that hope. So uh, thank you so much for sharing. That's very, very true. Um, but like you said, Astra is here, and Astra is proud to represent the specialty toy industry. So thank you so much for sharing your helpful insights, Rob. Yeah, thank you, Cora. It's been a really uh, uh, nice time talking with you. Yeah, and good luck time. to everybody out there, right? Good luck to all of us. Thanks. Yes. Um, if you want to learn more on this subject, we encourage you to listen in on our conversation circle happening at 10.30 a.m. Central on Monday, March 23rd, where Astra and industry peers will gather on an open conference call to discuss operational and tactical responses to COVID-19. The link will be included in the description of this episode. Thank you.